Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 264 for patch 6.1. Our topic for this episode is understanding the WoW token. And now, from the Excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 264 of HearthCast, we have a comprehensive look into the WoW token and what it means for you, and a new Iron Man challenge has been posted. So, hey, Root. Hey there for Freckleface. How was your week in the Blizzard universe? It is okay. Okay? I'll give it an okay. All right. So I'm raiding on on a Monday night. We are at the uh, Iron Maidens, which has been, you know, my crux for a while here. We're doing good. We're doing the best we have ever done on the Iron Maidens. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is the night. And then suddenly, WoW crashes on me. I'm sitting at my desktop. I'm like, I was playing, and now I'm looking at my desktop. Not That's good. not good. No. Not good. No, no, no. People still talk to me in the event. I'm like, I, guys, I WoW crashed. I get told, quickly, launch WoW again, get back in the game. I'm like, all right, I'm launching it. It gets to a certain spot in the like the blue bar, and every, like the sound, everything just stops. And I get this error message that says, character cannot be found. Oh, I've had that. Ooh. I'm like, what's this? So I tell him, hey, it says, it says, you know, character can't be found. I'm trying to figure it out what's going on. So I'm like, hey, remove me from the raid. Let's see if that helps. That doesn't help. I'm like, let me log into another character. That doesn't help. I Google it, and I get like 500 responses, which if you Google stuff, I, I want to slap some people for the responses because it's not anything. You need to restart your router. No, you don't. You need to reinstall Windows. No. You don't. There's all this crap answers out there. That you need to put a pancake in the CD-ROM drive. <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I tried for like 10 minutes to get back in the game. I got the same error. So I tell the raid team, look, guys, I, I can't go on. So oh. I do. Uh, yeah. Very, do you think you would have downed it otherwise? Oh, yeah. We, oh. Were, we were doing fantastic. Everything yeah. was lining up. Everything was great. Everything was fantastic. And nah, I just get that error. Yeah. So I kind of Google it a little bit, and what I find out is what does one explanation of this whole thing is that WoW tends to cache logins on particular servers, and if WoW crashes and you don't get those particular servers again, your WoW login can't be found. I see. And the answer is, wait. So the next morning I logged in, no problem. But I did not get to raid that night past what we had done. So it was a little disappointing on that. I was, you know... I really wanted to get uh, the Iron Maidens down. Maybe this week, but last week did not happen. I'm leveling Dark Rush. You remember Dark Rush, right? Of course. He's my druid alliance on this alliance I druid. And I thought to myself, you know, I should do something. I should go mindlessly level a tune because I use Zyger guides to level. And so I'm like, I'm going to mindlessly kill some stuff here. I'm killing stuff. My wife comes in. I was having, honestly, if I could be real with you, Freck, I was having a sure. kind of a bad week. Aww. And so I really wanted just to kill stuff, which my 
you know, shed a little light on my personality that I maybe don't want to shed a light on. <laughs> I think we're all in the same boat or else we wouldn't be playing this game. Uh, okay, exactly. So my yeah. wife comes in and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm killing elephants and these guys over here because I'm kind of stressed out. She goes, oh, okay, so when you're stressed out, you should kill elephants and those guys. I'm of like, course. Yeah, I'm like, you got it. You're good, right? <laughs> Glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> but I leveled Dark Rose to, he's currently 92. He's got a level two garrison already. Good deal. On the alliance side. Yeah. And and I don't exactly remember how my horde garrison alliance or garrison progression went. But I think I got there a lot faster on the alliance side than I did on the horde side. And I also and it could be that things have changed since launch. But Things seems to be becoming a lot easier on the alliance side. Like I got a a, a a quest that guy I had to talk to the guy or something, something really just basic. And he cast a spell on me that gave me all the level one blueprints. And I don't really remember that. It might have happened in the- that that's the way it happened. that's the way it works. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't remember it. Yeah, but- you get the level one of all the buildings except for the salvage yard, which you have to do a little quest area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And all right, so I'll give it that. In, it's probably just the time lapse since you first did your garrison. Now sure. You, is this your only your second one, right? Yes. Yeah. And now everything is kind of uh, routine, so you're more efficient at doing it. True. Okay, I'll give it that. Okay. And, and I, I had kind of put that up there, like, maybe I just don't remember this because yeah. everything was new and shiny back then. Right, right. Um, but I do have my, my, my minds, mm-hmm. and which I kind of, I don't. I hate to say this, but I like the layout of the Alliance Garrison better than the Horde Garrison. I don't know how you feel about that, but... Uh, I like the scenery better. It just seems more... Here's the thing. I, I want to go back also, and I want to listen to the, the, the voice files of the um, Horde side. Because when the Alliance guy, the, the your Garrison Builder dude, your, your engineer, whatever you want to call the guy, the foreman, mm-hmm. when he jumps through the portal... He's just like, hey, new world. Okay, let's take this over for the alliance. <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude, relax. This is we're not here to take over. But then again, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really enjoying it. It's really fun. Good. Um, Druid is 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 kind of so my druid rotation is five four three 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 one. Sure. Five four three five four three. <laughs> <laughs> And occasionally I put a six and a seven in there. Okay. But uh, stuff dies so fast. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm kitty, you know. Of course. You know, I don't do anything crazy with my druid. But I'm enjoying the leveling process. And I'm enjoying the garrison process. And there are a lot of missions that give me extra followers. And I really don't remember that. So I think that is, is a legitimate change that there are missions that you get for extra followers. Now, my goal is here's the thing. I was going to do it on the uh, Horde side, but the problem is I have a mage. Oh. And I kind of forgot how to mage. Now, here's the blessing in all of this. Our friends, Rob and Hind over at the Training Dummies, just released an episode, the latest episode. It's on mages. So you can just check that out. I'm driving home today, listening to all these stuff. I'm like, oh, that's what I should be doing. I'm doing, okay. <laughs> So that was like right Johnny on the spot, money on the spot, whatever you want to call it. It was perfect for me to go back and now, but I'm going to wait until I, you know, until I'm comfortable with where Dark Roast is and then I'll go back on a fruit and I'll do some stuff with fruit down there. In Diablo news, I get this whisper 
when I am leveling Dark Roast from a friend of mine that says, hey, what are you doing right now? I said, well, I'm leveling my Alliance characters. You need to stop that. You need to come on into Diablo right now. So I'm like, um, okay, I'll jump into Diablo. About that time, my wife had come in and said, hey, by the way, I need you to do, I need your help with, you know, such and such a thing. I said, no problem. I'll be able to help because I'm on, you know, I'm leveling a character. No, no big deal. You know, I can stop whenever. It's just Dark Roast. No problem. My buddies come on and say, you need to drop what you're doing. You need to come on Diablo. Get a character that you not care that you don't really care about. You're not loving with your son. Grab a character. I'm like, okay, well, I got this little level 13 witch doctor. I'll go jump on him. I jump on my level 13 witch doctor. I jump in with these guys. We start doing this stuff. In 45 minutes, I'm level 70 with a paragon level of one. I mean, it's like, whoa. whoa. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on? And I remember one time I poured it back to the town hall. And they're like, Root, what's taking you so long? I'm like, well, I'm trying to decide what is the best armor for me. They're like, no, 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 dude, shard everything. You don't need to keep anything because you, you're, everything you get is going to be replaced in the next 30 seconds. So stop. You're wasting time. So I'm cranking through levels, right? My wife comes in. She's like, hey, are we going to do that thing? I'm like, I, I really can't leave because, look, I'm going from level 13 to level <laughs> 70. And no matter, and she didn't understand. No. But she was understanding. She understood that. She was, okay, this is important to you, so go do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, and we had we had, a, we had a hard stop. I hit the hard stop. I'm like, I got to go. I was level 70, like I said, with one you know paragon level, whatever. And now I got to go back at one point in time, probably tomorrow night, and figure out what I have in my bags. I've got like four legendaries plus two, some other, I don't know, it starts with an H. Heirlooms? No. 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 No, I don't know what they're called. I don't know. But some cool things that are supposedly give me a guaranteed um, legendary and some other stuff. So I got like gear waiting for me that I got to get. So crazy, crazy week in the world of Warcraft this week. Plus, on top of all that, our main topic today is what? Wow tokens. I did that. Sold mine for 30,200 gold, which is unheard of. Well, today. <laughs> yeah. So there's all that going on. What about you? What has, how has your week in the world of Warcraft been, Freckleface? You know, it's been somewhat routine. Um, I did a couple wings of uh, BRF on Rangefinder. Yeah. Yeah, I did Hounds and Fronds for the first time. How'd you, how'd you like those guys? They're, they're funny. They're funny, but yeah. you can't really listen to them. Get so many mechanics going on. Yeah. And the mechanics still kind of matter in, in LFR. They do. It's kind of difficult. What I don't like is at the end when all three or you know, everything happens at once. It gets yeah. so chaotic. It does. But then I had to leave that group because I started falling asleep. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I should have done like you, take a nap and then play WoW. I did the opposite. Got home. I was like, I'm gonna play some while a little bit, and then like halfway through, I'm like, oh, I can't make it. So that content is still kind of new for me, since I just now like picked a legendary quest to go in there. So I'm still, so I'm enjoying that. It's fun. They see a lot it of funny fun. things. Yeah, I, I I do like the fact that the mechanics matter in that fight. Yeah, same with the uh, Blackrock fight. Was the other, was the other one I did this week? Blackrock fight. Which one's yeah, that? The one we kill. Oh, Blackhand. Oh, okay. That's Blackhand. what I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah the yeah. Blackhand fight. Yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I did take the time to get the new pet for the uh, Noble Garden. The spring what do you basket. Think? Okay, we talked about that, and I said it was going to be a floating flower. It wasn't too far off. It's a, it floating, a floating basket, basket of, flowers. of flowers. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, it follows you. It's just good. There's a few pets where you summon them, and they just kind of stay there, and that's annoying. They don't follow you? No. There's only um. a couple that do that. Um, but what do you think about a basket of flowers? 
Yeah, this is what it is. Hey. Yeah. Does it fight? No, it doesn't oh, pet battle. It doesn't pet battle. It's just no. a companion pet. Yeah. Oh, follows okay. you around. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, that was about it in game. Um, oh. However, you and I did go to MegaCon this past Megacon. week. MegaCon. We did go to MegaCon. The place is ridiculous. Redonk. Yes. Um, get- how many people did you say there were? Thousands? Thousands of people. Thousands, yeah, yeah. Just everywhere. So packed. Who did you see the most of in cosplay, do you think? Like what, character? Yeah. Poison Ivy. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I saw a lot of uh, doctors from Doctor Who. Yeah. And a lot of uh, Deadpools. And uh, Harley Quinns. I did see a lot of Harley Quinn. But With I various also saw... levels of amount of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I took my son with me, Siren, mm-hmm. 16 years old. Just got his driver's permit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a very good observation. He said that the level of cosplay was wow. But there were different levels of wow. There was, wow, as in that is an amazing cosplay. You have spent a lot of time and money and dedication on making that. And then there was, wow, uh, you call that cosplay? You have duct tape and, you know, emergency cones. Yeah. And then there was, wow, you left the house with that on? (laughs) Here's the thing. I won't take anything away from anybody who gives an honest attempt at it. I will give credit to those who wear that T-shirt to say, this is my cosplay T-shirt. <laughs> you know, you almost felt out of place if you weren't cosplaying, though. That's a thing. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of unique stuff. Like, there are a lot of people did Disney characters, which kind of surprised me. I didn't really think of it being as a place you would. So, okay, for example, the Emperor in the Emperor's New Groove. I saw a dude dressed up as that. I didn't see that one. Yeah. You know, like the tall guy with the uh, black bob? Yeah. Yeah. What shocked me the most was the, hmm, how, how do we say this politically correct with, without offending anybody? Hmm. The boy toys and Pokemon outfits. Oh, my. Is that is that clear enough? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my son, I wanted to go take a picture of him. <laughs> my son's like, Dad, no, you're not allowed to do that. And since he's bigger than me, I had to pay attention to him. Uh, we did get our picture taken with Lich King. Yes, you did. Pretty good Lich King. Up, yeah. Up close, he had some duct tape. But yeah. far away, is good enough. What can he do, though? A little short for a Lich King. Hmm. I really wanted to make that comment, but that was too Star Wars, <laughs> so I didn't. Yeah. Sylvanas, oh my gosh, did you take a picture with her? No. Fantastic. She even had the uh, the contacts. She had the oh, white contacts. Yeah. But she had like a um, Slovakian, that's not the right word, uh, Ukrainian perhaps absent, ac- accent. Accent, yeah. Yeah, uh, middle, I don't know, I'm going to say European accent. Okay. There's the best word. But So, you know. Plus one for that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but she was cool. Here's the thing. I'm walking down the hall, right? And I see warlocks on the Tons side. Tons of warlocks. No, no, no. A group of four. Oh. There was like a tier 13, which was my which was my T-Mog for a while. Mm-hmm. Some other tiers that I, I'm like, oh, those are tiers? That's, but I didn't know quite which tier set. And then a Voidwalker, the skinniest Voidwalker I've ever seen, but a Voidwalker nonetheless, who had like clouds on the on the ground and then total blue suit. Voidwalker. Right. And I'm like, 
Warlocks. I'm like, oh my gosh, warlocks. And I walk I like walk over to them, I'm like, warlocks, can I get a picture with the warlocks? It's like, yeah, come take a picture. So I stand behind them and one of them turns to me, who was the warlock in like the tier 13 gear set, whatever it was set up. She's like, Root, it's it's me. And it's one of the people from our meetup. I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> and you had told me, hey, you need to come out her, you need to come check out her her, her right. Her outfit, her, yeah. her cosplay. I didn't even recognize her because she was head to toe. I didn't either because the group I was with, we had stopped to talk to her. But uh, I was kind of hanging back like, why are we talking to this person? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking to? I didn't know them. Why do they want to talk to them? Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that going to cost him? I didn't recognize her. So good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. I was like, oh, my gosh. That was good. I was so happy with that. The, the, and hopefully, and I know she's going to bring it to BlizzCon. And hopefully she does well with that. She's a little concerned because the headpiece, remember it's that skull with the spikes and the yeah, horns and yeah. everything. And she said that's a little a little heavy for her and she can't see really well through the outfit. But right. so good. A lot of Doctor, uh, the Doctor, I guess, from Doctor Who. A lot of them. A lot of Deadpools. Cool thing about the Deadpools, here's a weird thing. I guess when you cosplay, it's okay to go as, or see somebody else rather, who has the same cosplay as you. I guess that's an okay thing. Well, sure. It's not like we're in the same dress to a party. Yeah, it's not like a social faux pas. Yeah. It's okay. So the doctors, like one of the cool things I saw the doctors is like one doctor walked in front of another doctor and we'll say Dr. A for lack of better description, picked up his sonic screwdriver and analyzed the doctor walking by him. And I thought that was kind of cool. (laughs) But the Deadpools, totally different story. The Deadpools were like, Deadpool! And you had multiple Deadpools who were all like doing dances and <laughs> taking group photos and all this other kind of stuff. Because it's Deadpool. And sure. Deadpool can do that. I saw someone decked out in Katniss's wedding outfit oh, from the was Hunger Games. Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god. Down gosh. to the T. Yeah. Absolutely stunning outfit and just she wore it well. Yes, she did. So that was very impressive. If you haven't gone to MegaCon or any kind of con like that, do that. I know we have a couple others coming up here in Orlando that are lesser cons that we may uh, peek into. Yeah. But uh, MegaCon was just, I will do that again next year. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I may do things a little different next year. Like, I don't know, I may pack a lunch because good night food was expensive. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it wasn't the best. No. <laughs> But you and I got our picture taken with Lich King, Sylvanas, we got Warlocks, we got a Voidwalker, we got a lot of pictures taken with uh, a lot of different characters. And I I guess we'll make those available to our listening audience here soon. Well, my son, Siren's got them all on his phone, and getting stuff off his phone is is a chore. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, he sent me that. Okay, Dad. Well, when I say that, I mean now. <laughs> okay. There's this thing called email. <laughs> Not even that. You can just ask a message to me, MMS it to me, whatever. Oh, you can just click a button on your well, phone. Well, it compresses it if you do an MMS, though. <laughs> It'll give you a pop-up. Be like, you sure you want to condense it? And be like, nope. Oh. Yeah. Look at you on the note four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so good times had by all, but good times aside, Freckleface, you and I have some business to take care of yes, right we now. Do. We have this little bet we got going here, which is... You know, every week is it increasing into a large bet? I don't think we can call it a little bet anymore. No. Last week we looked at thirty bucks, no success. That means we roll over to this week. The bet is the Drake of the South Wind from the Throne of the Four Winds. 
So I've got my dollar bill here. I got my dollar. We are going to auto-debit Kevin's account from the Dark Moon Herald for one dollar. Our previous total going into this this week was a whopping $30. We're now sitting at $33. Freckleface. Were you able to go into the throne of the four winds this week? I was. Did you kill all three little mini bosses and then kill the big dude at the end? I did. Loot his crystal and all that? I did. And what were your results? Well, I got some gear. Hmm. But no mount. Any kind of T-Mog stuff? Nah, not really. I'm getting the same pants over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, ma'am. Did you go into the throw in the four winds this week? That I did. Only once. Only once. And did the mountain drop for you? Um, as I recall, it did not drop for me this <laughs> week in, uh, in the Vortex Pinnacle whatsoever. Uh, or we, the throw in the four winds. Either of them, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got nothing. I got skunked again this week. Well, uh, I guess we all did. I think we need to put a little pressure on Kevin because we didn't hear from him again. Last oh. week, I heard from him at like 1030 at night, our time. I'm like, dude, we already recorded the podcast. Yeah. Uh, nothing from him this week. We're going to assume nothing happens. We are going to just take his buck and assume nothing happened. Okay. So we got 33 bucks into this week, rolling into next week. Freck, while we're on this subject, did you happen to go into the Vortex Pinnacle? I did. Anything happen in there? No. Nothing of worth? No. Yeah. <laughs> $33. You know what? I think we're just going to roll this one up until the end of the year. Okay. Sounds good. It could good. be the biggest payout ever. Could be. Will be. Got three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But hey, you know what, Freck? We've got some whispers. We have a very interesting email here from at WoW Challenges. Freck, do you remember the WoW Iron Man challenge that you took part in? Do I remember it? It's seared into my brain. Yeah, you you were all up into that for a while. I was all up into that for a while. Do you remember how, how you progressed in uh, that? I tried about three times. Okay, do you yeah. remember how far you got? The highest I got was 17. Hey, well, yeah, that's yeah. something. Yeah, so for those of you who hadn't heard of this uh, WoW Iron Man challenge, it's basically a challenge where... You um, make a tune. You don't let it have any gear that's better than white quality. No guild, so you're not having any guild perks. And you don't receive help from anybody. You also don't pick any specs or talents or anything else. So you're basically running your tune at the lowest possible level. Right, and we talked about, I remember last time we talked about people accidentally casting a spell on somebody like a heal or a buff and ruining. Yeah, not supposed to get any buffs. Right. And the most important part of the challenge is that you cannot die. Right. If you die even once, you have to start over. It's over, right. So the wowchallenges.com is a revamp of the wowironman.com. You can still type in wowironman.com and it'll take you there. Right, goes to the same place. Uh, but it's basically like a leaderboard, so it pulls the uh, data from the uh, the armory and it will show you again your stats so you can see how you compare to other people. But wowchallenges.com is so much more than just the Iron Man challenge. Yeah, and they've added uh, two more challenges, the pacifist and the grinder. So... 
there are variations on the original challenge. The grinder challenge is um, all of the previously mentioned restrictions, but you can only complete 10 quests total. Ooh. So that means you have to level up the root way, which is just killing rafters. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing stuff. that up. <laughs> Any chance I get. But now it's better because you actually get experience. Back then, you didn't get experience for it. I was just grinding, you know. Well, you get experience just... Compared to a quest, you're getting very little. So it's a very that. long, slow. They call it the bloody combat way. Oh, okay. Because you know it's just pure rar, <laughs> pure <bird> strength. Rar. <laughs> There's also the pacifist, which means you've got bad gear, no perks, you can't die, and you have to kill as few mobs as possible. Right. Your uh, killing blows has to be under ten percent, which Oof. means that you need to complete your leveling by doing either the non-combat quest. Or getting someone to help you through all the quests. <laughs> Do me a favor. I'm just going to tag this guy. You kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you can go to wowchallenges.com or you can go to wowironman.com. They all go to both at the same place. Check these out. And This comes at the perfect time, Freckleface, because we have a lot of people who are just like, meh. I'm so over content. I'm so over. I'm ready to unsub. When's the next expansion coming out? We're already kind of hitting that lull. It's, we're about to hit summer, which is the, the summer lull on top of that. So this, it comes at the perfect time. WowChallenges.com or WowIronMan.com. Same site. Go sign up. Get a character going. This will give you something to do. There's a leaderboard that tracks your progress. If you die, you end up on like the, what is it? The the the, the, the death hall or whatever they call it. The wall of dead. Something like that. It. But give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Freck, you had a lot of fun with it. It's it's I did. Well, it came out at a time where it was it was before Warlords came out and content had kind of gotten too easy. Leveling had gotten way too easy, so it was kind of refreshing to have that challenge to do. I don't think it's for me, but that's just me, you know? Because that sounds hard. And Root doesn't like hard. <laughs> Root likes easy. So Fair enough. <laughs> So go check them out again one more time for your listening pleasure. That is wowchallengesplural.com or wowironmansingular.com. We also have another email here, Freck, from Safety One. Who says he's still trying to download 6.1 and that his phone reset itself and erased everything, including my mobile authenticator. And, of course, he didn't write down the restoration code. All right, so check this out. I had the same thing happen to me, kind of. I actually uh, traded in my phone and forgot to write down the, the the code for my WoW Authenticator. One call to Blizzard, straighten it out. They, they, they deal with this all the time. As long as you can prove you are who you are, which only takes a couple of questions and answers like, okay, uh, what are some character names? This, this, this. Okay, well, what's your last four in your credit card? This. Okay, well, what's this? What's your mailing address? What's your zip code? They only ask you some personal information to verify you are who you are, and then boom, they'll reset. They'll send you another code to your email, and you're done, and you're done. So safety, take 10 minutes, call Blizzard. Okay, you might spend like a half hour in queue waiting for that 10 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, when you pull into that uh, truck stop, just, you know, before you go to bed, after you've gone to the iron skillet, come back. Relax, call Blizzard, put them on speakerphone. Don't do what I did. I fell asleep with them on speakerphone. <laughs> Stay awake, and then, you know, 10 minutes once they answer, 10 minutes and you're done, brother. It's very simple. It's very, very easy to recover your WoW Authenticator and your WoW mobile device. And uh, good luck getting 6.12 downloaded. I, you know, a lot of times, the, Blizzard uses kind of like a torrent system to download, but it doesn't always work, especially if you're in an area that's not very highly populated. 
I know it's safe to when he's over the road a lot, so he could be in places that are just don't have a lot of. I mean, I know personally of two now. You know, we got Lizzie McTrucker, and we got Safety One, who are our truck driving over the road wow players. They very well might be the only two in existence. <laughs> So they're relying on each other to download patches. <laughs> so I can see where that will be slow. Folks, if you are out and about shopping on the interwebs, do us a favor. Stop by hearthcast.com forward slash Amazon. That'll send you over to the Amazon proper website, but anything you purchase in there, send a little bit of cash our way. Not a lot. You still pay exactly the same price you would have paid anyhow. But like I said, a little bit comes our way, and that helps us offset any costs we might have here in the studio. And we really do appreciate that. Coming up next in general chat. Understanding the WoW token. With patch 6.1.2, Blizzard introduced the WoW token, an item that a player may purchase for real-world money, place on an in-game auction house, and sell for a controlled gold price to other players to convert to game time. We're going to have a quick overview of the entire system, look at some things to note, we're going to go down exactly how it works, look at some speculation, hyperbole, incorrect information, and things of nature, and see exactly how this works in other games outside the Blizzard universe. Joining us for this epic uh, conversation about the WoW token is none other than Dead Guy. Dead Guy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great there, Root. How about yourself? And also, I have to ask, what things of nature are we going to be looking at? Birds? Uh, birds and flowers, maybe some snails and some water lilies. Awesome. Fun. I'm looking so much things. forward to that. And while we're looking at that, can we talk about the WoW token in detail? Yes, we can talk about the WoW token in detail. Now, we're going a quick overview of this thing. Um, it is available, as we said, for real-world money through an in-game shop system. This really made some people mad, by the way, because you have to be logged into the game in order to purchase it. You cannot purchase this thing via the web interface. You can log into Blizzard, you know, Battle.net rather, and be like, okay, I want to go to the Battle.net shop. You can't buy it there currently. No? No. Hmm. Uh, I find that a little strange, but since the token is explicitly to do with in-game stuff, it's not like buying a plushie where you could hypothetically buy the plushie even though you don't want to play the game anymore because you want the plushie. But the token is explicitly either for game time or for making gold, which is relevant to playing the game. See, here's where so. I have a very unique position in 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 my gaming life. Mm-hmm. My CEO of Riptide Software plays WoW. Yeah. So I'm able to sit down and him in in like have a meeting on company time about World of Warcraft. That's awesome. And so I'm talking to him about the WoW token, and he's like, okay, I'm going to buy this. And he tries to log into the web interface and cannot buy it. And he's like, you know what? If I can't buy it here, I'm not interested in buying this thing. He goes, I would have bought 10 right now, the max. I would have bought them right now. But if I can't buy them in here and I have to log into my character, no, I'm not going to do that. Because then he blames IT for tracking his traffic. Of course. (laughs) He's like, I can't have, he can't as a CEO, mind you, he cannot have that he can't have games coming from his computer. I know it's installed on his computer, no big deal, I don't care. But if, if network traffic on a game comes from his computer, then well, if it's okay for the CEO, 
it's okay for everybody, right? Of course. So he needs to be able to purchase that through the through the web interface. And right. He can't. Okay. So he's just like, you know what? Not interested. And that's you know the the current the current going price for this is twenty bucks uh, for a game for a WoW token. He would have spent two hundred dollars right there. Right. And he's like, you know what? No. Big red stop sign. I understand. I think that's probably a very a fairly niche case, but I understand where he's coming from. So we mentioned that Blizzard has set the price of the WoW token to twenty bucks. They sell for gold only through a dedicated tab in the auction house. Now, on the very first day, I had a problem. I had to actually go in and disable Auctionator, which is the add-on I use for my auctions. For my auction house, do everything in the auction house. Use Auctionator. Auctionator, you couldn't sell the WoW token. It's like you click on it, you try to drag it into the sell price, nothing. So once I disabled that add-on and went in with the just the stock auction house interface, no problem. Now, did you actually have to disable it? Did you try using the tabs at the front? I tried using everything. Really? Yeah. It just didn't support. It was so brand new. It was on day oh, one okay. for me. So there was nothing there to support it. Huh. I wonder if it might be intentionally broken by Blizzard to uh, prevent any sort of automation shenanigans. Because unlike everything else on the auction house, which is in-game items for in-game currency, this item specifically links real-world currency for in-game currency. Very true. And, and I don't... Uh, I don't discredit that as a as a hypothesis, if you will. Yes, because I don't have any evidence any which way right now. I just think that might be possible. Blizzard set the initial gold price for the token. They went out and they said it's going to be, in this case, they came out and said 30,000 gold. Uh-huh. There was a lot of speculation going into this is going to be what the price would be. And some people estimated really high up to three times this amount of people saying it's going to be up to a hundred thousand gold for a token. Some people said it was going to be down as low as 15 to 20. I said, just wait because what's going to happen is it's going to come out. It's going to hit, it's going to spike and then it's going to drop, which is pretty much exactly what happened. Yes. It it spiked right away. uh, Wobbled a bit for a bit. I'm actually looking at a a histograph of it. You were over on on wowtoken.info. Yes, which I love that website for this. It provides all the information you want on the token. doesn't have anything that gets in the way. It's just, here's the history. Here's the current selling price. There you go. It's provided by Undermine Journal, by the way, so you know it's reliable. Yes. Uh, And looking at the histograph, uh, it spiked right away uh, for a little bit, only like for a couple hours. Wobbled a bit and then crashed. And when I say crashed, it crashed. That's The fastest the price has moved thus far is that initial crash. Here... Here's where I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I don't like the term crash. I prefer the term normalize. Because here's the thing. Whatever Blizzard is going to set the price out, they know that the market is going to auto-adjust to the norm. of yes. you know. So I prefer to use the term normalize. The market will normalize. What, uh, what happened? Do you know what happens on an IPO for a business? What happens if the IPO comes out for the asking price and then the value immediately plummets and then settles out at a much lower price? Is that called normalization or is that called a crash? That is normalization. A crash is when you have something that has a proven history of a normal price and then the price plummets unexplainably or for a particular reason. If it plummets after that, a price has been established. Okay. Okay, then I accept that because that that would be the closest analogy in my mind is like an IPO and then an immediate price drop. 
Right. And, you know, media likes the term crash, but it's more of a normalization. And that happens, like, just like you said, with I, we'll, we'll go with that with the IPOs. Any IPOs and come out, it's going to come out high because everybody's excited about it. They're going to buy, they're going to trade, they're going to flip as much as they can. And then it's going to normalize as it come down to a more stabilized or stabilization of it, if you will, uh, price range. And that's pretty much what happened with the WoW token. Yes. I would agree to that. Although uh, after that, it seems to fluctuate a decent amount uh, every day. And it's actually an interesting pattern. It is. And Blizzard has gone back and they have altered the way that the price or actually the frequency of which the price updates it used to update a lot less frequently and they went back in and they adjusted that to update more frequently every 15 minutes i think right now is the current update of the wow token price and i think it updates at about a percent at a time is what i last heard though i don't have any definitive data in front of me to agree or disagree now, another interesting thing, which should be pretty obvious, is that your WoW token can be sold only once, which means you can't buy a WoW token off of the auction house and then decide to sell it again. Once right. you bought it, it's yours. Mm -hmm. Actually, have you done that yet? Do you know if it's B-O-P or B-O-A? It is B-O-P. Oh, so you have to buy it on the account you want it on even. Yes. Well, you know, I, I might be speaking out of turn here because I have only sold one. I have not bought one. So I may be speaking a little bit out of turn here, but I do understand. But when you buy it, that goes to your entire account. It doesn't matter on the player. It matter it matters on the account. So I guess in that case, it is BOA. No, 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 no. You can have multiple WoW licenses on a, a single Battle.net account. A given token will only add one month of game time to one license. I know this. I've done this. Okay, so in that case, what it does is it applies to that current login. So you know you have like MyWow Login 1, MyWow mm -hmm. Login 2, 3, 4. It applies to the current MyWow Login that that character is associated with. Right. What I was asking is can I buy it on MyWow Login 2, mail it to MyWow Login 1, and use it there? I believe the answer to that is no. No, because gotcha. I heard some people complaining that they had bought the token and then they found out they couldn't put it in their bank. I do not know anything about this. Would you care to elaborate? I don't know anything other than that, other than just said it's a known thing. Right. I'm it, pretty sure it's intentional. It is intentional. What happens on that? We're getting a little bit of, which is fine, we'll chase the rabbit. It's cool. What happens here is when you buy the WoW token uh, off the auction house to exchange for game time, or you buy the WoW token off of the shop, you know, it will first attempt to deliver that token to your mailbox. If your mailbox is full, it will attempt to put that item into your inventory. If your mailbox and your inventory is full, what happens behind the scene is this virtual bag. You don't see it. It ain't there. You can't access it. But that is where that token lives up until the point where there is an available slot either in your mail or in your inventory for that token to appear. It will not go to your bank and you cannot go place it in your bank, which a lot of people were upset about because they're like, well, I bought the token. I didn't want to use the token right now because I'm paid up for six months or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, now I got to tote this thing around with me. For the next six months or five. So months, yeah, the people who are complaining about that said, "I wish I would have known. I would have bought, but I would have bought it on an alt," which to me indicates that they couldn't just send it to their alt. Right, you can. Right, and if it was BOA, you could have sent it to your alt. Right. It's it's a weird. Here's a problem with this with with, with the token. One of the problems with it, it is considered quote unquote BOP. 
The only reason it's considered BOP is because you can't go sell it on the auction house once you've got it and anything else. However, it's more of like a BOPA, if you will, BOPA, uh, meaning that it is bind on pickup for the entire account, but it is locked to the character you've bought it to, although it applies to the entire account that that character is part of. Right. So it's one of those, it's a very unique, there's nothing else in the game that does this. Right. And that's part of the reason why they've introduced a new segment in the shop for it, a new a section of the auction house, because it's just completely new. In the auction house, um, the auction house, by the way, takes no percentage or deposit fee. So it is free to list. And once it's sold, it doesn't take any gold away. Right. Now, they are a direct sale. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. When you buy a token, you go, you spend your 20 bucks, you buy your token. When you go to list that token for sale, it tells you, hey, we are going to sell this at X, whatever X might be. It might be, you know, uh, the current prices are fluctuating around the 20000 range. Whatever price that is, regardless if the market goes down or the market goes up, whatever price you are quoted is the price that token will sell for. Now, you are placed into a queue, if you will. For instance, if Dead Guy bought a token first, I bought a token second, and Freckleface, you bought a token third. In order, Dead Guy's token will sell first, mine will sell second, yours will sell third. Regardless of what the market does, we will still get paid, each of us individually, the price we agree to sell that token for. Mm -hmm. uh, your token can actually sell for a different price than what you list, uh, than what you are quoted. You will just simply always receive your quoted if you are quoted X, and when your spot in the queue comes up, the tokens are actually going for Y price. Your token will sell for Y price, but you will still receive X, Correct. no matter what. Right, and that's what I was trying to explain, and that's just a great way to explain it a little better than I did, and I appreciate that. Uh, the uh, auction house will either generate gold or eat gold as needed to uh, make up the difference between X and Y. Correct, which is I think is just awesome. Yes, it is, and it does mean that no one is ever getting uh, is ever getting. How do I put this? Uh, no one will ever lose on their investment because they know exactly what they're getting when they do it. Alternatively, they can't like uh, try to buy something and have the price go up suddenly and then, oh, crap, the price went up. Now I have to pay a lot more, even though I already said I wanted to buy it. Right. You, a, you get what you're told right then, right there, every time. It is a fantastic player protection uh, model. Yes. I, I've actually had one funny issue. Um, okay, so I've actually bought a couple tokens uh, for uh, uh, secondary accounts. Uh, one of the things I ran into is you can only try to buy a token once a minute. This is so the servers don't get overloaded. I get that. Uh, if there's no tokens available, it says no tokens are available right now. Please wait one minute and try again. I've actually had the error where I go to buy a token. I have my money. It says it'll cost us much. I say yes. It says we have a token. Are you sure you want to buy? Confirm here. Confirm. It takes my money and it goes error. There were no tokens available. Please try again in a minute. And I go, holy crap, where'd my money go? Uh, evidently, there is a protection in place on the back end. Uh, within like a minute, my mailbox popped open and said uh, where the game went, hey, we noticed you gave us money and didn't get anything out of it. Here's your money back. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Good. So um, they even anticipated that level of error, i.e., when I first asked to buy, there's a token there. But when the confirmation goes through, there's no more tokens available. 
it doesn't actually eat my gold, it gives it back. Now, on that, I have heard that if you just do a reload UI, if that happens in less than a minute for you, then you can actually buy another token. Ooh, you're saying that the uh, wait one minute is a UI side thing? Yes, I am. Ooh, that's interesting. So I'm not going to be buying tokens for a while, but that's good to know. If you do, that's there. Now, another cool thing about the tokens is that they do not expire. And once you've bought them, you cannot accidentally delete them. Hooray. I didn't even know that. That makes sense, but I didn't know that. And I know when I first got mine, I was very, I was scared. I was scared I was going to delete it or or sell it wrong or put it somewhere where it would mess up. I was very nervous. I didn't want to talk to anybody. In fact, I think I had Dead Guy invent, and I was just like, hush, 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 hush. I'm trying to, you know. I <laughs> think you did. Trying to do something here. I don't want to talk to anybody because I'm afraid I'm going to mess something up. Uh, but they put a lot of protections in against us, the users, to do it. They, they troned it. They're, you know, they're fighting for the user. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of cool. In doing this, uh, they prevent shenanigans. They prevent power users from gaming the system. But uh, they are definitely protecting the average user by miles. They, they put so many protections in for the average user, which is honestly the primary of their player base. And the people who would be a power user, quote unquote, already know what they're doing well enough and don't need protections, I would say. I was still skeptical. I was very cautious about every move I made with it, particularly when it came to the fact that my add-on didn't work the first time and I had to get rid of my add-on. I was very, very nervous about that. Like, okay, what's going to happen here? So, and I haven't actually re-enabled that add-on since I disabled it, which I, you know, I should probably do again since, you know, maybe they've updated it since then. Right. You'd have to download the update, of course. Something very important to notice is that all transactions are considered final and all auctions cannot be canceled. So when you agree to sell at regardless of what the price is, you cannot cancel it. So if you go in and it says, hey, by the way, this thing's going to sell for 20,000 gold, and three minutes later the price spikes and it goes to 21,000 gold, tough luck. I didn't know that. It makes sense, again, to prevent gaming of the system, but uh, that was definitely something I did not know. Right. It locks you in. You're done. It doesn't matter what the, what the market does. You are locked in at that price. That's what you agreed to. And we will talk about that in you know a little later on about how that affects or how that is uh, mirrored in the real real world. Sure. Also, of course, another thing to to keep in mind is that all WoW tokens in a game region like the Americas or Europe, Taiwan, Korea, China, all of them are priced the same at any given moment. So it doesn't matter if you're on a low pop server, a high pop server. It doesn't matter. It is region-wide pricing yes yes it is definitely is uh and also i like that because that makes bigger pools on both ends which not only prevents uh higher uh, price swings on lower pops it also ensures the greatest possibility of there being supply and there being demand right and this is something that a lot of low pop servers are kind of up in arms about because a lot of times on low pop servers the amount of gold a particular person might be able to acquire isn't as high as other servers. Well, for, for the perspective of a uh, person who's a power user of the auction house, there's frankly less people farming for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Now, some things of note here. The gold value of the token will be determined dynamically based on supply and demand. That is how many people are selling a token or how many are available to sell and how many people are actually buying a token. 
In other words, on a daily basis, how many are buying it? Now, the third factor in here, which we can't really mathematically uh, calculate, is how many people are have bought a token and are sitting on it waiting for the price to come back up. Right. Uh, and actually, an interesting thing about this is you can actually see this on the WoW token histograph if you know how to interpret it correctly. If the price is falling, that means more people are trying to sell than buy. If the price is rising, more people are trying to buy than sell on average. Right. So at, um, the histograph clearly shows an up-down cycle. Uh, it doesn't seem to have a set time frame. Uh, we're probably still in the initial normalization. We're not quite there yet. But it does seem to be settling down, and there seems to be a constant upswing-downswing. And, and that, to me, is going to be actually pretty standard. If you look at stocks, stocks do the same thing. If you look at, in WoW, if you look at the auction house, um, the auction house does the same thing on materials, such as, in this case, for this particular expansion, uh, Frostweed is one of the biggest ones that fluctuates like that. As, as well as any kind of the current ore. Right. It's going to fluctuate based on supply and demand. So this is just more of a more accurate type of look at you know, what this is doing, which is, to me, extremely interesting. Yes, no, I completely agree. I, I was just uh, using this as an illustrative point. Now, we said before, when you put up a token for sale, you're going to be quoted to the amount of gold you will receive upon a successful, successful sale, which means you know exactly what you're going to get, and they give you a little estimate of time as to when your token is going to sell. Unlike the gold quote, the time quote is not guaranteed. It is not. And I actually missed it on my first sale. I did not see the time quote. And so I was logging in uh, repeatedly. And here's the weird thing. Like, I'm logging in repeatedly on the remote auction house looking for, you know, my gold token sale. It does not show up, at least uh, when I was looking for it last week, does not show up in the remote auction house. It shows up in your mail. So I'm going like an entire night. I did not sleep well that night. I was very anxious about it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you know, waking up like, did I sell? Did it sell? Uh -huh. Didn't sell. Because it. I had a personal goal for a particular monetary amount. And if that token had sold for the price I was quoted. See, here's the thing. I did not know enough about it. And I thought, okay, this is what they say it's going to sell for. That might fluctuate is what I thought. So I didn't really know that I was going to get the amount that it quoted me. Which in my case was thirty thousand two hundred. Mm -hmm. Which he actually caught it on the initial one of the initial upswings, right. which was actually very good. Right now, uh, it's very obvious the best day to sell thus far was the first day. Which is going to be true in anything, including like back to your uh, what you were talking about before. It's an IPO. It's the same thing with an IPO. The, the the most money is made on the first day. After that, it drops. Mm -hmm. In most cases, a lot of cases it actually starts low. And then if you invest like IBM, if you invested a bunch of money like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it's worth millions today. But, you know, we'll, yeah. you know. again, I cannot uh, stress enough that the gold amount quoted to you is locked in. And that's something I completely miss. That's why I want to stress it a lot here. Whatever is quoted to you from the auction house system is what you will get regardless of what the auction house or the market rather does. If it falls, it doesn't matter. So when I locked in at 30200 the market was falling drastically. Websites were going crazy. The WoW token is crashing. People are not going to buy. Man, man, planes are falling out of the sky. <laughs> Whatever. And so I'm thinking, holy cow, I'm losing money left and right here because they said 30000 and I'm going to get like 20 or 10 or 5 whatever. 
but I didn't realize I was locked in. So it is locked in. It's peace of mind. If you don't want to sell when you see it, you know, it's going to say, I don't want to sell. I'll wait. I'll watch what the market does. You catch it on an upswing. Okay, I'll sell it here. Good enough. Although I, I do have to say this uh, throughout that whole spiel, everything you said is completely correct. Except for the planes falling out of the sky, right? No, no. <laughs> that was hyperbole. I got hyperbole. Uh, it was the fact that you, uh, you're stressing this point because you derped. I don't think it's fair to your listeners to assume they're going to derp the same way you do. Oh, of course Ooh. it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. So let's kind of look at how this whole system works. And they're actually, and this is something a dead guy brought into, into light. There are actually two ways that this system can work. It depends on whether it's an active account or not. And we'll look at those two different ways. If you have an active account and you're going to log into WoW, you're going to select your character. You know, you're going to go to the, to the character selection screen. There's root. I'm clicking on root. I'm now, for instance, sitting in my garrison. I'm going to press escape. I'm going to go to the shop button. Once I'm on the shop button, I'm going to scroll down. And I'm going to see the WoW token. I click on WoW token. I'm shown the current auction value, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything because I can buy it and not sell it. And it's going to have a little button that says you want to buy this, it costs 20 bucks. You click on a button that costs 20 bucks, your screen's going to turn blue. Have you seen that? No. It's a Blizzard security system. The, uh, the way the client's coded, it's supposed to be that only a Blizzard command from Blizzard, Blizzard themselves can cause your client to turn that color. It's supposed to be a, uh, a big-time security feature. Uh, Root, do you know more details about it? I don't, other than um, it bothers me because I don't like the blue. <laughs> <laughs> everything turns blue and it tells you the only time this will turn blue is if you're making an authorized blizzard secure server purchase or whatever it's like oh that's nice guys whatever <laughs> so <laughs> you you buy the token 20 bucks as we mentioned it's either going to show up in your mailbox in inventory or in the virtual bag that you don't have access to depending on if there's space or not but you've got the token. It is now yours. You've you've bought it for 20 bucks. Congratulations. Now you head down to your current auction house. And it doesn't matter which auction house you go to. You could even, you know, if you have a portable auction house and you're an engineer, pop one. It's cool. When you go to sell it, you're going to go to the WoW token tab. And it's going to tell you the current offering. We are now currently offering 20,223 gold for this. If you think to yourself, hmm, that's a good price. That's worth my time. That's worth 20 bucks to me. You say sell. You are now placed into a queue behind the scenes, as we talked about before, like the dead guy in the root and the freckle face queue. Depending on who gets in first, depends on who sells first. If you think to yourself, you know, I think I'm going to wait on this because I don't think the price is, is, is good. I think it's going to rise. Hold on to it. Don't make the sale. That's still your token. You haven't done anything with it. If you do agree to sell for your token, you're going to get the offering price. It is going to lock in at that price. And then when it sells, you get that in an email from the auction house, just like any other auction sale, except for the fact that it does not show up in your remote auction house. You got to go to your mailbox and get it, which was a little bit uh, uh, disarming for me. I thought it would show up in my remote auction house. Now, the difference, as Dead Guy pointed out, that is if you don't have any game time, you can do all this from your character selection screen. Actually, I was wrong. Ah. I thought we were talking about buying off the auction house for gold. Okay. Uh, I went and checked. I have a starter, a current, uh, an old account, a veteran account. 
uh, that is attached to my uh, Battle.net account uh, that I don't use. I had it for shenanigans a long time ago. Haven't used it. I don't care about anything on it. Blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. Uh, I went to character selection screen on this veteran account. The shop button is not there. I logged into the game properly. The shop button is grayed out and says the shop is disabled for starter accounts. Interesting. Uh, you cannot buy a WoW token with a veteran or starter account. You can't do it. Interesting. I wonder why. That that is because I... they want you to pay. They don't. They don't want you to accidentally rip yourself off by trying to say, "Oh, this must be the way I pay game, buy game time for myself." Pay twenty dollars here instead of doing a fifteen dollars subscription. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's actually a way of protecting the consumer. Okay, that uh, makes sense. What you were talking about uh, is because uh, what uh, what I was talking about originally was how veteran or starter uh, starter camps can't get enough gold, so it doesn't matter. Veteran accounts can actually purchase WoW tokens from the auction house. They have to do it an interesting way. With how veteran accounts work, you cannot log into characters that are too high level or have too much money. Uh, the too much money uh, threshold is very low and will prevent you from logging into a character that has enough money to buy the token. Also, you can't interact with the auction house anyway, as far as I know. Uh the the first part is definitely true. You don't you can't have access to enough money to mess with the token. What you can do is on the character selection screen. Let me get back to it so I can just walk you through it or exactly. Re, uh, character selection screen for a veteran account. World of Warcraft, Warlords of Dragon, blah 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 blah, whatever. Reactivate now. You must have an active active subscription to play characters above level twenty. Uh, would you like to reactivate now and continue where you left off? There are two buttons. Reactivate now, which will take you to where you input payment information like a credit card. And then it says, or add 30 days for the current token price of 22999 And uh, my, this, uh, this uh, account of mine doesn't have enough gold on the account anywhere. So it, that button is grayed out and it says you don't have enough gold. Hmm. So you can't buy a token for real money on a non-live account, period. And, uh, but you can buy the token off the auction house, even though you can't interact with the auction house, through a character selection button. So through a button on the character selection screen. There we go. Okay, so just to kind of sum up, let's say somebody played WoW back in the day. Sure. They have a whole bunch of gold. Sure. Saved up. Mm -hmm. So are they able to then uh, renew or at least get get a month active just by the gold on their account? Yes. Okay. Uh, you log in as normal. Uh, mm -hmm. It will activate as a veteran account, which is a relatively new thing anyway. Yes. Uh, what it is is it means you can log into any character 1 to 20 that doesn't have too much money. However, you don't even need to log into a character. Top left-hand corner will be a button that says reactivate now. You click on that button. Uh, up a pop-up a pop-up of reactivate now through real life money or add 30 days for current market price of token and then it'll subtract the gold yes now oh, okay. i don't know how that works uh, i wonder if you don't have if you don't have enough gold on any given character if it just pulls gold from all your characters hmm. that'd be interesting hmm. yeah i don't think it does that i think it's per character on that one yeah of course okay. you, you could pull everything well no, you can't you because can't you can't log in that's true. Yeah. So I, I would assume that it would try for any one character, and then if it was well-coded, it would pool if that was the only way to get enough gold. 
So let's look at some speculation, hyperbole, incorrect information, and things of that nature that a lot of people have said. And Dead Guy, um, I'm going to be that user, you know, that user. And uh, you can just refute any of these little statements that I might have to say here. Sure, go for it. This is just pay to win. Yeah, if you consider having the game winning... Like, seriously, in what game ever is owning the game considered victory? Like, I could pick up a Monopoly box, and is because I'm holding the Monopoly box mean I'm the winner? Root, does that mean I won Monopoly? It depends. Uh, what do you do with it after you pick it up? <laughs> well, if I throw it because it's Monopoly, <laughs> then I guess I won. Yeah, if you beat the other person over the head with it <laughs> until they declare you the winner, then you are the winner. Yeah, I guess that works. I am the winner. Say it. Say it. Call me the winner. That's how all Monopoly games end up, anyways. What is my name? The other direction uh, would be uh, if I'm paying for gold. uh, Sure, sure, sure. Um, In a game like Monopoly, where money is the winning one of the winning conditions, no, this would not be a good example. Hmm. But yeah, uh, there are, uh, in ev- most people's version of this game, acquiring large sums of gold is not winning. Uh, there's very few people who consider this, and they normally, for their own personal enjoyment, they don't get uh, enjoyment out of the gold itself, although that is a secondary enjoyment. They get enjoyment out of playing the game that is the auction house. So if they just get the money for real-life money, then they're not winning the game, they just have lots of gold. They're like, I didn't, I didn't play to get this. I, it's just gold. And anything you could get for this gold, like gear, which there is some, you could get anyway for gold, A. And B, people already cheated to get anyway, i.e. used old-fashioned gold-selling websites. So, so this changes nothing for how the game actually worked to this point anyway. Okay. Nothing has changed. The only thing that is, is it is now there is now a legitimate way to turn cash into gold, which, again, the gold itself is not winning the game in any realistic perspective. All right. So what about this? It's going to destroy the economy. Um, destroying an economy in every meaningful sense is either through destroying or generating far too much currency or goods. This is a new good, but it's limited based on how many people are able to buy the token itself. And on average, no currency is being generated or destroyed since the price is just fluctuating up and down somewhat even. Not exactly. There is a slight uh, – we seem to have gone on average down. Uh, so that means we have generated a small amount of gold. But uh, the amount is not nearly enough to even make a dent in the size of the WoW economy. And the main jolt that was going to happen is already done, and I can't even notice a difference in terms of, like, what things are actually going for. Because, fundamentally, the gold doesn't come for Blizzard. The gold comes from other players. All the in-game resources that are involved in this transaction come from other players. So it really can't destroy the economy. It does get gold moving again. There are rich players who are like, I have lots of money that I was just hoarding like a dragon. And now I have something to spend it on that will let me save money IRL. Okay. And so they buy some tokens. And now money's moving again, which is actually a way to revitalize an economy. 
Now, this is going to slow down after this initial rush, and those people who are really good at making money will make the money back. But for a short time, it actually gets the economy moving and helps grease the wheels a bit. I'm Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. WoW tokens have to be cheaper on low-pop servers, so you might as well try to pull your gold onto a server where you can buy it the cheapest. Because the tokens aren't linked from server to server. That's right. That's something we didn't just directly talk about just a few minutes ago. Oh, wait, wait. My brain's actually working now. We talked about that. Every server within a region is linked, so it actually averages out the servers really, really hard. So, no, it doesn't matter which server you buy it on. It's going to be the same on every server. Uh, now, it does matter which server you sell the token on because that'll be the server you receive the gold on. Or, alternatively, that'll be the server that you get rid of your gold on. But the prices aren't different from any server to any given server. Right, and just as a point of clarification for that, that means that Tune has to buy that token on that server, get that token on that server, and sell that token on that server. Yes, that's a good point, and thank you for clarifying that. This is only for elitist. There's no way I'll ever do this. Uh, I don't even know what to do with that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. This doesn't hurt anybody, so nobody's looking down on anyone else. I don't see even where the elitism comes in. Uh, non sequitur, I deign not to answer. Blizzard is just doing this because they're losing subscribers. Uh, they might be losing subscribers. Uh, and in fact, this actually might be somewhat of a response to that. But they're not just doing it for that reason. They're also doing it because it's a decent way to make some money. Uh, because some people don't want to pay for time with real life money. Uh, but some people have want to spend real life money to get gold. So this is actually a decent way for Blizzard to make money, and uh, it keeps other people interested in the game through an alternative payment method, which ultimately the money still goes to Blizzard, but it allows people to get other things out of that money. So it just gives you more options. You can still do the old thing you used to do, just pay the normal subscription, or you can engage in this new market practice. They are not taking away any options. They are not hurting you by giving this option out here. And I can basically tell you that the dev time involved with this compared to what's take it needed for like a raid tier is like inconsequential. Now this excludes those of us who have no real money and no gold to spend either. Uh, well, that means you're not playing the game very much. So that means you're not playing the game very much and you don't want to spend real life money. So why are you playing the game then? I don't mean that as a sarcastic insult. I mean a real life money is precious to you because you're not willing to buy a token. And you're not getting a lot of time in on the game to make the gold you want to make. So if real life money is that precious to you and you're not making, you're not playing it a lot, then this, the game might not be what you uh, should do with your time and your money. I, I don't know of a good analogy, but basically both things that you said right there are heavy evidence when put together of you shouldn't be playing WoW then. Well, here's here's my problem with it, and this happens a lot on the forums. Apparently the forums blew up with people complaining about that statement. Here's really? my th- go on, go on, please. Here's my thing. You remember Fat Wallet, right, Freck? Of course. All right. So a while I never got my investment back. <laughs> well, he can definitely pay you. Okay. Because while a while back I totally cleared him out, not too long ago I went back and revisited him and a lot of my other alts on servers that I don't even play on. Fat Wallet today has sixty thousand gold. Ooh. Wow. There is no other character on that t- on that server except Fat Wallet. What level is Fat Wallet? Two. 
<laughs> so it's purely an auction house tune starting from nothing. Right. Back in the day, just to give everybody a refresher here, I created a brand new tune. He was a little uh, alliance dwarf. Freckleface met him at the dwarf spawning point and took him on her mount over to Ironforge. The only reason that Fat Wallet is level two is because Blizzard changed the rules and gave you experience for finding new areas. Is I would go and take portals to other places like Exodar and I would buy moths in Exodar and sell moths on the auction house. So because I went to other places, I got experience. I leveled to two by accident. Sorry. He's never been in combat. He's wearing a pair of red long johns and has a fish, a 17-pound catfish, as a, a in his weapon hand. Woo! <laughs> right. He's got 60,000 gold. I haven't logged into him on, in WoW in forever. I simply use the remote auction house for him and flip stuff. And right. I've got other characters that do the very same thing. Remember Natalie, my tank? Yeah. He's got like 35,000 gold. Wow. And it's just because I go in there and go, okay, here's something to flip. So for people to say that they don't have gold, hogwash. Hogwash, hogwash, hogwash. It is so simple to make gold, even with, I mean, if you have a character in a garrison, like I just started, and we'll talk about it, we've talked about it before, you know, I'm, I'm leveling Dark Roast. Dark Roast has, since he started leveling him from 90 to, he's like 92, like I said, He's gotten over 7,000 gold just from questing alone. So come on. There's absolutely no excuse for not having gold in this particular expansion or any expansion just using the auction house. So to that one, it's not excluding anybody. And as Dead said, if you don't know how to make gold and you can't make gold and your money is that precious to you, yeah, you may want to try a Facebook game. We are not trying to insult anybody by saying this. Of course not. Right. And, and, or you may not be the target demographic for this particular item in the world of Warcraft. That's true, too. That <laughs> because, is also a way to put it. Right. But here's the other thing. Like LFR, you can go do LFRs, all the LFRs. You'll make a couple thousand gold. Yeah. And that takes no skill to do LFR. No, I had people following me. Come on. if you're, <laughs> And they're still making gold. So, I mean, come on. I mean, if you put a forward... The minutest amount of effort you are going to make gold in the world of Warcraft. So this is, I think, is a fantastic, you know, it, it just it, it it baffles me that people actually make this argument about that, you know, it excludes us who have no real money or no real gold to spend on this. It just, it baffles me. Now, Dad, you have experience in EVE Online and some other games who have actually implemented a very similar uh, system with gold or time or buying the same same thing. Could you elaborate a little bit on those? Yes. Uh, as a forewarning, I don't have direct personal experience with any of them. Uh, Eve specifically, I have followed in the past, not because I want to play Eve, but because I found the system to be fascinating when I found out about it a couple of years ago. And I've just seen how it interacts with real life money to game money to game play, to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and now that the game... World of Warcraft, the game I do play, has finally gotten into this system. I went and looked up some more information so that I could firmly understand it. Uh, the Eve version, it is called Plex, uh, pilot license extension. Uh, thematically, you're just buying a, another license for your pilot. Woo. Uh, what it does, uh, baseline, is you buy it for real life money, and it adds 30, uh, 30 days of game time to your account if you use it. Uh, you can sell it to other players. 
And in fact, this is something I found out that was interesting, and it might be somewhere for WoW to go in the future. Uh, you can actually use it for character services. Interesting. Uh, like you can consume a plex to move a character to their equivalent uh, different realms. Or you could consume a plex to do a character recustomization. Which I thought was interesting. Hmm. You can also use it for an alternative currency they have called Orum, which is their cosmetic currency. Uh, WoW doesn't really have one of these. Uh, uh, it would be like, uh, what were the name of the helms that were offered back in Mop? Oh, I hated those. The fire, the ice, and the other one, the stupid the shadow. Yeah. yeah. Those helms that were purely for cosmetic, they had no game mechanics whatsoever, and you could buy them with real-life money. It would be as if Blizzard had made an intermediary currency uh, for that stuff. That that is what Orum is in Eve, and Plex can be turned into Orum. Okay. So I just thought it was interesting that Plex had multiple uses, and I actually like that idea. So that players who are really rich uh, can uh, can buy stuff to do stuff on their account that would cost them real life money, and would get even more money back into the WoW economy instead of the people who just hoard it. Now, in Eve, did uh, the introduction of this destroy the economy? Uh, no. It actually added a whole other layer to the economy. Uh, in Eve, uh, Plex does not bind at all, ever. Hmm. Uh, there are entire trading systems and economies that are based on Plex as the currency, not even the in-game currency, which is called ISK. Where, like, the exchange is done for Plex, not for in-game currency. Okay. And uh, people buy and hoard Plex with ISK, in-game currency. Okay, yeah, that I knew. Um, what this allows, it uh, this is something we talked about that WoW isn't letting you do, being a power user on manipulating WoW tokens. You actually can totally do that kind of thing in EVE. By, by converting the, the, the Plesk for ISK. Yeah, Plex. Oh, Plex, I'm sorry. For it's... ISK. Or the other way around, depending on what you're doing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually... It, it made the uh, made the economic side of the game even more complex. Because it kind of added another currency, and it definitely added a good that everybody could use to the uh, the game. Well, wouldn't you say that that, that was just for elitists of uh, EVE? Uh, for them to play in the, the high-level uh, plex trading? Probably, Yes. For, to use it uh, at all, to buy one, to use to add for 30 days, days game time? No. Uh, the amount of money involved, from what I understand, is not that high. It takes some work, absolutely. Just like 20,000 gold you can't get by sneezing. I think I could. <laughs> well, no, no, you can't because you had to do a lot of uh, information gathering a long time ago to understand how to flip things on markets. Yeah, I'll give you that. You, you could do it by sneezing now, but you had to put in work previously. Uh, but uh, the point being is it's not that crazy hard to get uh, enough to buy one every month to pay for your game time. The high-end trades are what I would call elitist because that's huge sums of money. Uh, the, the base usage is absolutely not elitist. So doesn't that just turn EVE into a pay-to-win game? Um, in some ways it could. It's a lot of money. Uh, like the best ship they've actually mapped it out last time I checked, which was like a year ago, you get like a best ship in the game for a thousand real life dollars, 
But that doesn't actually do anything that just gets you shiny gear, which you could kind of do in WoW, because a ship is kind of your gear. And you could get shiny gear in WoW by paying high-level players lots of gold to run you through stuff. So it's the same thing you could do anyway. And again, you didn't earn any of it through showing any in-game skill at all. And anyone who knows you will know this. So, yeah, it didn't change a whole lot. So what I'm gathering here is that Eve implemented pretty much the same system that WoW has implemented, and uh, nothing really happened. No. Uh, and actually, it's actually different in that it's actually less regulated than WoW. If you want to go something that's more like WoW, you would have to go to Wildstar's cred system. Okay. Which has, again, just like WoW, has its own like dedicated cred exchange, like we have the WoW token exchange on our auction house. Uh, it's a dedicated place to buy and sell. Uh, looks to be more restricted in terms of you can only have so many on you at any given time, as in you can't hoard hundreds or thousands of cred like you can with Plex. And yeah, uh, it seems to, again, be a very similar system. And even though the game, again, isn't as popular as WoW, just like EVE is not as popular as WoW currently, um, it doesn't seem to have broken the game in any capacity. Then and actually in the Wildstar system... Uh, in, in their actually on their page, they go very much into detail about how what we are doing. Part of it is to undermine gold farmers. This is why gold farmers are bad. This is why we're doing this. Interesting. Very interesting there. Other games have done it in the past. Eve seems to be doing well on it. Uh, it didn't. As far as I can tell, Wildstar didn't affect it very much any which way as a game. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't anticipate anything going crazy with WoW because of this. And because of all the restrictions in WoW, I think it's going to do even less in WoW than it did in the other games. I, I think it's going to be a whole lot of not much. <laughs> yeah. There'll just be more there'll be more players playing who are really good at earning gold but just don't want to spend real life money. All it's going to do is bring them back into the game. And it'll allow people who are terrible at the game or don't want to play much or just want lots of easy gold will acquire gold from these other players and be able to spend it freely because, again, we've established they're not good at keeping their gold. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, easy come, easy go. Someone's going to spend 20 bucks and get, you know, of course, I've been I've been hoarding mine, but if someone's going to spend 20 bucks and get 20,000 gold, they're going to flip it and it's going to go right back into the economy because they're going to buy a pet or a mount or something that they've been itching for immediately. Mm -hmm. I am definitely an easy come, easy go guy, uh, though I haven't done it this way. Uh, like this X pack, I've easily moved over a million gold. Whoa! And it's all been on mounts, all of it. We asked all of you what you thought about the wild tokens, and this is what some of you had to say. Morrison says, "I'm on the fence about it. It represents about half of all my total assets in game." Half empty said, "It's nice for low alts on new servers as a quick gold method." Banky Hunter responded with a meh. Hasn't really changed anything. The sky didn't fall. AH prices didn't change. Another option for game time. Yay. Queen of Blades says, I'm pleased that it's an option. I'm awful at making gold and was still able to afford to come back to Azeroth. Vin chimes in and says that they didn't arrive in the EU yet sucks. Uh, finally, Chevy responded with a, is there a way to loot them in game? If not, then it's not worth it. Thank you all for your contributions. Uh, Dead, what do you think about that? A way to loot these in game. That is an interesting, um, you know, uh, observation there. 
uh, what that would allow it was to allow people to get game time without remunerating Blizzard at all. Because the current system, uh, someone's paying Blizzard money for the game token, no matter what. It's not. It's probably not the person who's going to who's purchasing the token. That's fine. Someone's still playing Blizzard, right? Right. Sure. If you could loot the token in game, that totally cuts that off and uh, would actually allow people to be playing the game without Blizzard receiving money for the playtime at all and would transition the game into actual free to play. The current system allows you to play for free, but someone's still playing Blizzard in the system he's talking about. It's actually free to play. Right. And I don't think we'll ever get there. So hopefully we don't. Yeah, because that would cut off Blizzard's revenue stream, and uh, yeah, if Blizzard doesn't get no money, then we don't get no game. (laughs) So the way that Blizzard has this set up is very similar to what they call a put in investing, but not exactly. A put is an option contract giving the owner the right, but not the obligation, to sell a specific amount of an underlying security at a specific price within a specific time. In other words, if I buy a particular stock and I get a put on that stock, I can say, hey, I want to sell this particular stock at $500 within the next 30 days. When I get that put, I am guaranteed to sell that stock at $500 within the next 30 days, regardless of what the market does. Mm -hmm. However, that is something that... In a put, I can remove that. I can cancel my put, and we already established that Blizzard, once you have locked in your price, you are obligated to sell it at that price. So, in this case, with Blizzard, once you agree to sell a given item at a price, you are locked into that price. It's not quite exactly a put, but we do have historical and real-world economics to back this up with. Yes, we do. This system has proven to be successful in other games like we mentioned, and honestly, I think it's going to be equally as successful in the world of Warcraft. Yeah, that's probably a good assumption. Uh, When you say successful in that, it uh, facilitates uh, gold transfer and uh, uh, players that don't play anymore to come back to the game without causing significant negative impacts. I would agree with that statement. 100%. I think we'll see a lot of player re-emergence, people who've had a lot of gold on their accounts and they've, they've unsubbed because you know why pay for the next three months when they finished all the content already we're gonna see you know what i've got i'm gold capped i might as well spend some of my gold play for free for a while and then once a new expansion launches we'll see where we go from there i actually could think of uh, a relevant anecdote i can actually think of a guilty of ours root who stopped playing i think it was mid mop or uh, late kata his name was backstabber he was gold capped on multiple tunes, and all he did all day was play the auction house. Like he enjoyed it for its own sake. Uh, he stopped playing. He didn't play the rest of the game. I really don't see that either. He could have gotten bored of the auction house, which is fine, or he just decided potentially that paying fifteen dollars a month to play the auction house wasn't worth fifteen dollars a month to him. If he can actually do it now for him, what will be effectively for free? He might come back just to do that. Interesting. That is an an an, uh, an angle I hadn't considered. Who someone comes back, pays for the subscription, you know, with gold, and only plays the auction house. That's really all he was doing by the time he quit. Uh, he had done other things in the past with the guild. He had raided. He'd done dungeons and stuff. But he'd gotten bored of it and didn't want to do that anymore. And he just played the auction house all day, every day. 
and he was dang good at it. <laughs> he was so good at it. He used to ran, run uh, giveaways. Like, uh, uh, what would happen is he would he would sell like hundreds of items per day. Uh, that that's how how much into the auction house he was. And what he would do is he would announce like everybody who buys stuff from me this week gets entered into an uh, into a random roll system. Uh, everything you buy from me gets you another entry. Uh, at the end of the week, I'm going to roll slash roll whatever that number is, and whoever's number comes up gets a free mechana hog. Wow. <laughs> and I presume it didn't actually help him make money faster because most people didn't know about it. And therefore didn't influence them to buy from him. But it definitely was going to influence some people to buy from him, A. And B, the uh, cost of a mechanohog over the course of a week was small enough that he could do this. Wow. That, yeah. I don't have that kind of gold. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, that that's the kind of player he was. Well, hopefully and he'll I, come back I wonder now. if he'll come back just to, you know, continue Oxid House shenanigans. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I'm, we'll have to uh, check on uh, We'll look at his guild login and see if he's logged in lately. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> Report on that next week. We'll call you. <laughs> okay. Hey, Dick, I thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show and um, give us your insights as it comes along to the WoW token. And why don't you tell everyone how they can get a hold of you? Well, I'm on Twitter, at Kerboden. Uh, but the more reliable way to find me is just come to the Tanaris realm. I'm normally on dead guy, D E D guy, undead warrior. And you can just poke me and I'll talk to whoever talks to me. I'm, I'm not that kind of elitist. I don't ignore random people I've never heard of before. I say hello back. I always respond. want to give a huge thank you to everyone who gave their input on both Facebook and Twitter about your thoughts on the WoW token. I also want to thank Dead Guy for taking time tonight pre-raid uh, to come on and talk about the WoW token with us. Uh, give his his opinion, especially when it comes to his experience with Eve and some other you know games that he has played that actually have this system in place. Absolutely. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastbreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. <laughs>